DHS and chill. Ace gets away. He quickly meets his reward. A, a big boobed woman. The woman reward, yeah. as is commonly used in the 90s. So um, I wrote down on my notes, huge boobs with sacks signifies a disposable woman. <laughs> what do you mean with sacks? Because when she enters the scene. Oh, sax um, plays. It's like. Saucy sacks. And she's got huge tits. So you know that she's only around to be his reward. The reward of fellatio. <laughs> like very violently. Are you giving me the reward of fellatio? I'm sucking you off. <laughs> but if you didn't call it that. Jim Carrey is Ace Ventura. Pet detective. <laughs> He's the best there is. Excuse me, gentlemen. Pet detective. Actually, he's the only one there is. You really love animals, don't you? If it gets cold enough. Hello and welcome to another episode. I am sat here with my esteemed colleagues, two lovely boys. Jeffrey Kitt. Hello. Lovely to be your colleague. All the way over from Australia, isn't that nice? Just got off the flight. (laughs) Fresh off the boat. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Mr. Rudy Davis. You right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What a wind-up. Such an (laughs) anti-climax. That's the only way to respond to a big welcome, isn't it? A big intro. All right. right? (laughs) The anti-drop. The anti-drop, exactly. In conversation. (laughs) How are you boys doing today? I am the (laughs) anti-drop. I am the (laughs) anti-drop. Rudy, anti-drop, Davis. (laughs) Uh, I'm feeling... The opposite. I'm very. I'm feeling very droppy. You're feeling the opposite of an anti drop. Yeah, I'm feeling like an EDM circa 2012 drop. Like a drop. I'm ready to go. I've always said that about you, Jeff. <laughs> that you're akin to a drop. What's your favorite drop? Oh God, um, my favorite drop has to be EDM focused. Yeah, I was gonna say, um, ask me like two years ago in a in a rave. <laughs> All right, we'll we'll get that after. The not podcast, in, a, in a cozy cabin while I'm about to record a podcast. I'm not in the drop frame of mind, right. you know. Kind of like Rudy. Kind of like Rudy. Yeah. Well, you're not the anti-drop. I'm, yeah. I'm an, you're the anti-drop apprentice. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say I'm more like a crest. <laughs> oh, a crest is my favourite drop. It just builds and builds and builds to the final minute. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. Love it. Well, it's good to have you boys here. Always a pleasure, never a chore. And we are continuing our Jim Carrey trifecta, which is very exciting. The Jim Carrey triangle. <laughs> Jim like Carrey trifle. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> but first, before we get into that... Rudy, can you set us up with the, the year? Give mm. us a bit of context. So, uh, can't see your mind's back to 94. Mm. For uh, those of you around back then. I was. I was there. Um, <laughs> yeah, I couldn't do the math in my head quick enough. Yeah. <laughs> One year old. <laughs> well, it was a pretty big year for tech and culture, 94. Famously, we had one of the best and worst pieces of software drop in 94. Anyone know what that is? The best and worst. Windows 95. No, that was pretty no, good. No, that was the year <laughs> after. Yeah. That was famously a 95. drop at the year before. That was a pre-drop. Think of an efficient way to, ooh, compress a file. A zip? Yeah, the zip drive was launched. No way. (laughs) And um, a kitchen appliance that quite literally revolutionized the 90s. The microwave? No. (laughs) That was way (laughs) Yeah, the microwave. (laughs) It's like been around in the 70s. The kettle? Um, And, well, it, um, it revolutionized for many people, like, cooking a quick snack at uni. Oh. The two-minute noodles? No. Think appliance you plug into the wall. Oh, that makes more sense. Like yeah. a sandwich toaster? <laughs> Close. Oh. Endorsed by a certain someone. George Norman oh, Grill. George Norman Grill. Yeah. Grill. Yeah. that dropped in 94. Yeah. Uh, culture-wise, six degrees of Kevin Bacon. 
Oh, dropped that. Yeah, you guys familiar with that? Yeah, yeah. is that a, it's at a website, right? I uh, I think it's like a, a cultural meme. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, first, yeah, first came out in '94. Hmm. Um, and film-wise, we had a couple of couple of little stonkers. We had The Lion King, everyone's <gasps> favorite Disney film. Love a stonk, it. a stonk is a good thing. Actually, yeah. it's yeah. Okay. mine's Aladdin, like a riot. I think it's every boy's favorite. Uh, really? Disney film. Jeff, you can go. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. We had Forrest Gump. Ah, yeah, classic. Oh. And we had uh, the pick of the bunch, the one that scooped the Oscars clean, the Ace patient. Ventura, <laughs> Pet Dick. <laughs> Pet Dick, yes. To coin a phrase, yeah. <laughs> Title drop, just like that. Well, let's get, let's get down to business. Well, yeah. let's, uh, and start with bloody Act One. Act One. So I'm thrusting the narrative this week, and I thought... What's an efficient way to do it, but a selection of nine haikus that really set the scene? Oh, my God. So for, This is for, so high concept. This is high concept. I spent all of yesterday doing it, so I really hope you uh, appreciate it. Act one, haiku one. A dog in the mail. A surprise delivery. Ace Ventura strikes. What does that tell you? It tells me everything <laughs> I need to know about the first scene. I don't know if the, the microphone picked that up. A dog serendipitously barked just then. <laughs> So what does that haiku tell us? It tells us Ace is dressed as a mailman with a fragile delivery en route to an angry man. End scene. <laughs> Thank oh, you. you. You knew he was angry before he got there. End film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was so nervous. Is he angry or he's more surly, this man? He's surly. I think he's a bit hungry. Sorry, surly. Yeah. yeah, Ace goes to this man's house. And this man, I think the um, subtext is that he's been quite cruel to his dog. Mm. I think it also comes out in the wash that he's stolen that dog. Oh, that's right. That is missing. Mm-hmm. So as the title implies, Ace Ventura, pet detective... Ace is there to snag the pooch and win a free blowjob. And <laughs> why? I want to know like why did that? What was the guy's motive for stealing the dog? Because he hated the dog. Why? Maybe it was why a ransom. Ransom. Or you think he's like a kleptomaniac? He's mm. <laughs> got oh, sticky oh, fingers oh, when it comes to <laughs> <laughs> just whenever I see a shih tzu, I, I, I presume it. it was like a high class dog for a high class gal. Oh, he was holding he it for was, ransom. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, he had the surly demeanour of a hostage taker, didn't he? <laughs> he yeah, yeah. Like, Dog hostage yeah. taker. They're never upbeat. They're never upbeat, are they? Yeah, yeah. Positive outlook. Yeah, yeah. Please. While the man is signing for the form of the clearly broken delivery, what's in there? Shards of glass? Like, the man doesn't even give a fuck. He just signs for it. Meanwhile, Ace swaps the dog out for a fake pooch. Yeah. Mm. Can you believe the hijinks? Love this. So this is Jim Carrey's breakout role. Yeah, I think it's his first film outside of TV. Right. And from the moment he hits the silver screen, he makes a big impression. He makes a big splash. I love his hair. He's just, (laughs) his hair and his whole physicality, like everything about him, he makes such an impression in this first scene. Mm. Um, Start as you mean to go on. This film is all about Carrey. Carrey does get away to the car. Tries to make an escape, but wouldn't you know it, the car doesn't bloody start. Mm. Angry man is in tow with a baseball bat. Yep, smashes up the car. Uh, Luckily, Ace gets away. He quickly meets his reward. A a big boobed woman. (laughs) The woman reward, (laughs) as is commonly used in the 90s. So um, I wrote down on my notes, 
Huge boobs with sacks signifies a disposable woman. <laughs> what do you mean with sacks? With because when she enters the scene, oh, sacks um, plays. It's like saucy sacks, and she's got huge tits, so you know that she's only around to be his reward. The reward of fellatio, <laughs> like very violently. Are you giving me the reward of fellatio? I'm sucking you off. But <laughs> 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 you didn't call it that. Huh? It's also a badly done fellatio scene because as they're like violently ripping Jim Carrey to and fro, you can see his pants have, haven't even gone down. Well, no, I imagine he just flipped it out of the flies. Mm, touche, Davis. <laughs> <laughs> That's You've the given a blowjob before. <laughs> wait, is that a thing? What, no, you never, don't bother wait, taking wait, your pants off. Wait, wait, wait. Just okay, like, okay. Just keep, the bu- keep, it, keep it buttoned yeah. and fastened. Wait, don't tell me. Undo the okay, fly. so no one here is either given or wait. received a through the flies reward. <laughs> Like, why would you? Like, <laughs> well, because just like, unbutton it. It's fine. Well, because you don't want your trousers falling to the floor. Well, in my like, time, what if, a, what, if, what if there's a fire? In my time as a reward woman, as a reward giver, as a reward woman, I would, I would think that to give the reward, you maybe want to do more of a thorough job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like it would just be uncomfortable going that's through the fly trap. That's just shoddy work. Wait, and also, I, the, the, have I found out that what I thought was normal, no one else does? <laughs> so you thought it was normal? Well, that's just how you receive a reward. A blowjob, please, but don't undo the pants. I want to remain fully clothed. I'm terribly insecure. Uh, that brings us nicely to our second haiku of the night. And two weeks before the Miami Super Bowl, Snowflake is stolen Mm. the crux of the film Mm -hmm. a dolphin has been stolen from the miami dolphins hence the name dolphins (laughs) thank you for clarifying that it was two weeks before the the super bowl (laughs) i actually covered it quite nicely my haiku i think (laughs) well we get a just before that we get a bit of an insight into ace's home yes you're right Mm, Um, dysfunctional can't pay the rent in a word yeah whenever you have to (laughs) in a word (laughs) whenever you have to in one scene show that a character's dysfunctional and a bit of a mess it's always the landlord chasing them yes yeah, that's such a, such a movie signifier and in the first act did you recognize the landlord no who was nice that nice little debut uh i don't know his the actor's name but he's the grandpa in breaking bad the oh. old the old oh. grandpa who's like um, oh, the enemy the, of with walter with the bell in, yeah with the bell right i got you yeah. oh shit yeah yeah and he looks the same. Yeah, he does. <laughs> like, I thought I'd seen that old, like, rubbery old face. Coot. <laughs> yeah, the old coot. <laughs> I wanted to bring this up, though. So, obviously, the landlord hates pets. Yeah. Ace Ventura is a pet detective. Wouldn't his apartment just smell like shit? <laughs> like, during the inspections. Well, like, clearly, there's no animals around, but there must be some... But I think that's Smell. why he's, he's so suspicious. I do love the end of this scene as well, though, when uh, there's just a shot from all up high and Ace is just like surrounded by his animals singing this like operatic note. He loves it. It's like it. so fucking random, but I it's great. Would, I want a home like that. I just think that would really make me so happy. Got to clean the carpets, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't really like cleaning animal mess, but mm. be the price I have to pay, you know. Ace, get out of the tank. I just can't do it, Captain. So what do you think of this stolen dolphin then? Disaster, eh? Hmm, quite the setup for the second act. (laughs) I think that's coming back. Yeah. (laughs) As in, it's the only plot point that connects the whole film. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But we do meet through the stolen dolphin, one Miami dolphin worker... Courtney Cox. A little lady. A little lady. In her breakout role. Courtney Cox, a.k.a. Sirius. 
<laughs> Miss Serious. Mm-hmm. She's always serious on screen, so isn't serious. she? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's again a trope of the '90s woman, especially serious if you're, career if you're gal. Playing career gal, opposite yeah. Jim Carrey, you don't have room. Mm-hmm. You can't even get one joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah in yeah. there, it's not allowed. You can't do it. I think she did have one joke in the mental institution, but like, like but that's, not a banger. Yeah, not you a banger. You have to be the straight person if you're if you're playing. And it was a joke Harry. at Ace's expense. It's not like she's funny inherently. Mm. She's just like, God, she's sexy in this film though. She's just the eye candy, isn't she? She's all right. Yeah. Just before Friends, though. And this Same was, year. Yeah. So she was like the um the biggest star that got into Friends at the time. Ah, because yeah. of this. Because of this mm. film. Yeah. I think she was also in a like Bruce Springsteen music she video too, yeah. or something yeah. like that. Dancing, Dancing in the, in the dark. dark. Oh and then, shit. And then she was in Scream, which is a great movie. She was in Scream. Yeah, oh, of course. She was she's the, the journalist. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, dude. Courtney Cox has had. She's definitely had the best career out of the Friends. Ooh. I mean, people would just straight away go to Jennifer Aniston. But I mean, if you do look at career-wise, what has she done? Stinkers. Jennifer just rides in the coattails uh, uh, of having that haircut in the nineties. I'm gonna uh, throw in a curveball. Paul Rudd by ah. far have the best career post Friends. Yeah, but I'm talking about the main yeah, cast. Yeah, I know, I know, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, Ru- Rudy yeah. Ant Man. <laughs> and Rudy proved he is yeah. smart. <laughs> Thank God. Um, I'm going to move on swiftly to Ace on the case. He's been called into the Miami Dolphins arena and he's checking out a tank. And I'd like to accompany my description with a short final act one haiku. Oh, God, please. Deep in Snowflake's tank, a rare triangle cut stone. Courtney Cox is hot. Just wanted to reiterate that last part. (laughs) So he finds a vital clue, doesn't he? He does. A, the ring. A, as I said, a rare triangle cut stone. The ring. So, yeah, he gets on the case. Um, he's got a very difficult lady boss. Yeah, very um, serious. For one. I wrote down, just to, to build on the... the <laughs> My apt the, description. The, the formula of how women are portrayed in this movie. I wrote, sacks plus boobs, disposable bang. Sacks plus no boobs, difficult. So his boss, when she enters, there's a bit of sax, but no boobs. No sax plus boobs, marriage material. That's Courtney Cox. (laughs) (laughs) If there's no sax whatsoever, then you have to take that seriously. (laughs) But she's still allowed to have tits. I like the formula. I think that could actually apply to any film yeah. of the 90s. But notice that there's there's no woman who has no sacks and no boobs. <laughs> that doesn't exist. That cannot be a leading lady. The sax is clearly the sexiest of all the instruments. Oh, so oh, sexy. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. It's not so going to be a trombone. Or yeah. like a, the, a tuba. The tuba. <laughs> boom, boom. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. No, that's like brass. That's only for fat two women. tones down. It's still brass. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not the brass. It's all about the soul, Jeff. It's the <laughs> all right, that's it. Now it's my turn. Five minutes alone. That's all I need. Come on. Better look alive. I'm horns on our way down. Ooh, oh, bum, oh now, Ace, please, man, please. What's the matter, Emilio? Afraid I'll make a steak? He's put on the case by his lady boss. <laughs> <laughs> what is her name, by the way? Saxon Lois. Lieutenant Lois. No, but Lois hates him. Or does she put him on the job as a joke? Oh, wait, sorry, talking about Courtney Cox. Yes, exactly. Uh, Melissa Robinson. <laughs> that is such a, that's such a clumpy what? dull name. Is her yeah. name mentioned once? <laughs> Melissa? Maybe like just a plaque was on her desk or something. Right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so if on the credits it was just um, hot 
Yeah, like uh, leading woman one. I didn't even bother naming her. Yeah. Ah, she she doesn't need a name. Yeah. <laughs> Melissa. <Yeah>. Aces squeeze. <laughs> Act two. Ace and Melissa go to this dinner party. Exactly. To um, try to suss more information about the case because they have a suspect. Right? Yeah, so the, the stone leads him to one of the owners or a close affiliate of the Miami Dolphins. Mm. And let me just quickly... I don't the owner or something like that. Yeah, let yeah. me just quickly read you a uh, act two haiku oh we're at act two already at the posh soiree ace is insufferable not snowflake a shark ace is just like have you ever met anyone like this person in real life like he would be just as so we said during our during our viewing it's like just too much all the time but, uh, would, like imagine always on like, oh, like imagine what he gets like sometimes around the house don't like, let him drink jesus christ yeah <laughs> Yeah, he would have such a disconcerting energy at a party. You'd, you'd like see him from afar and be like, "Fuck, I don't want to get close to that guy." Why just, did I? Why did I ever give him that reward? Don't, don't, don't! <laughs> Through the fly, the flies. <laughs> Man, I just felt so dirty. <laughs> I feel like Ace would also have really poor personal hygiene. Oh my god! Oh, it would be. Well, he, he would just, he would taste of dog. Oh. <laughs> Your dick tastes like dog. Tastes like dog. <laughs> Taste, needs more dog. Needs more dog. <laughs> Um, so really, I mean, the, the the posh soiree is just fodder for us to really understand who the character of Ace is. Mm. Imagine watching this for the first time. You'd be like, this guy is just going for He's it. Like Jim Ace. Carrey has just like really committed to this role. And Jim said that, like, they just gave him free reign to just do what he wanted. And people were either going to come with him or not come with him. And that's reflected in... The critical response versus the audience response, I think, of this film. Oh, really? What, what? Well, like, it's kind of now got a cult following because of yeah. how crazy mm. the movie is. Uh-huh. But critically, and rightfully so, it's just like a bit of a pan. drub, yeah. right? Well, and like, the plot is absurd. As well, well, exactly. Yeah. It's just crazy. It's just a vehicle for Carrie's theatrics. Like, there's a scene where Carrie sneaks from the bathroom in a Mission Impossible kind of motif. Yeah. For like 40 seconds, like, in a really dumb way just to get to another room. Yeah. And it's just so madcap and it works on one level, but for an actual movie, it's just like, ugh. As you say, Rudy, just, it's just a vehicle for Carrie's... Yeah, uh, like his like, contortions. Yeah, yeah, exactly, contortions. Contortions and it's rewards. Great. It's yeah. a great term, yeah. Snowflake. Here, Snowflake. I've got a little snack for you. the rare triangle cut stone is actually from a specific ring which belongs to someone in the Miami Dolphins yes and why is that what ring is it it's the Super Bowl winners ring Super Bowl winners ring yeah Yeah, something like that (laughs) (laughs) if you were in well it's not even the winners ring they were participants in the Super Bowl and everyone gets a ring oh so the runner up ring the runner up because as we find out Mm. they lost that game from a fateful kick Mm-hmm. But I'm getting ahead of myself yeah, a little yeah, bit, aren't I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that then follows a montage, a montage exactly. which I really like. The thing is, I bet all of the people featured in this montage are famous footballers. But for us, yeah. non-Americans yeah. from like two decades ago, <laughs> I was like, like <laughs> yeah, that's a big black dude. Like, I feel like cool. he's in the movie. But I bet for America, it's like, oh, that guy. Yeah, like um, when you watch Space Jam <laughs> and you <laughs> yeah. know that they're famous, but you don't know who they are. Well, I knew Bugs Bunny. 
well, Bugs Bunny, but all the basketball players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they make such a big deal out of them. And apart from Michael Jordan. Who's, like, who's who the guy on the poster? In those Air Jordans. That's Bugs Bunny again. <laughs> who's the big guy wearing the Air Jordans? No idea. Do not go in there. Woo! Haiku 2, Act 2. Padacta murdered. Holy testicle Tuesday. Although, only this. <laughs> Does that count as a haiku? Well, that I didn't count that as a syllable. <laughs> Actually, I did. Although, only this. Yeah, okay, that counts. Quick, quickly, let's consult the Japanese masters. <laughs> this is what they intended. Uh, so, yes, the guy who we hardly knew, the big fatty... The hottie's right-hand man has been thrown out of his apartment window. So, sorry, remind me again this guy's part in the plot. So, Padacta is like the 2IC, the second mm. in charge of yeah, the ahead, Miami Dolphins. Yes, yes, yes. He's the big fatty. So, he's unceremoniously thrown from his high apartment. Close. Um, had a good working relationship with one Melissa Robinson. <laughs> Melissa. Who, who did not mourn his death. <laughs> Once. <laughs> let's let's just enter the crime yeah. scene and have a look around. I, I'm a 90s career woman. <laughs> so I like this scene because we have two 90s career women in the same room. Oh, mate. Face yeah. to face. Doesn't often Someone happen. Someone say a face off. Usually there's only room for one. Woman boss career woman is there. Lois Einhorn. Lois Einhorn is there. She's there. With primar- a big chip on her shoulder. Primarily, yeah, to, to give Kerry yeah, shit. The only reason, yeah, the whole reason the police force is there is just to make fun of Kerry. They don't care. The the, the mood for someone being murdered is mm, so lighthearted. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> someone's just been killed. <laughs> oh, close friend to, oh, come like, on, AC. He clearly killed and, himself. They're <laughs> just trying to get one up on each other yeah. the whole time. And as usual, Ace sort of pretends that he's an idiot. And then Ace does his whole stupid, then smart thing um solves well kind of adds a little bit more evidence to the case which is that this guy must have been thrown and not committed suicide or anything like that so he was murdered for me at least there is nothing sexier than when a man pretends he's stupid and then reveals he's intelligent oh you like that oh love it misdirection and i think melissa one little lady Ah. uh, melissa liked it as well because the next scene they're uh, having a bit of alone time, her and Ace. She has just completely defrosted. <laughs> now she loves him. So she's asking questions about his personal life and he's been an absolute mental case. But as in the grand tradition of 90s movies, there is nothing sexier than a than mentally, a mentally man. ill man. <laughs> <laughs> Particularly one played by Jim Carrey. That is so arousing. One who's professionally embarrassed you, not scenes before. (laughs) (laughs) Called into question your integrity (laughs) as a professional. Yeah, (laughs) I just, yeah, this didn't make sense why they hooked up, but it's like, again, it's the expectation that they have to hook up. And it's the second woman he's hooked up with within like 20 minutes of the film rolling. It's also just very quick because I think that she gets a call about some, for some reason it's not safe for her to go back to her place. And she's like, well, what are we going to do now? And he just looks at her 
raises an eyebrow and the next scene they're just like shagging wildly (laughs) and all the animals are watching and apparently she's completely okay with that despite the fact that she's so serious is it around this time where ace and lois share an intimate moment yeah so it's after the after they consummate with miss serious (laughs) he then gets a smooch with miss what ball crusher yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Where he does have the line, Lieutenant, your revolver is sticking into my leg. Yeah, he thinks Which, it's a revolver. Mm, that might come back. Well, that's a whole thing. That that's we have a whole to, kettle that of we fish. We have to get into that. We'll, yeah. we'll put a pin in that. Let's put, let's park that for now. It might be time for my third haiku Go of the then. second act. To the Finkel house. The Finkel. And Ray is clearly upset. Laces out, Dan. Uh, yeah. So this is when the plot really starts to unravel. At this point, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. The Finkel house, though. I mean, I like how it takes a turn to try and like get a bit serious, you know, and a bit creepy. Because mm-hmm. the the childhood bedroom of Ray Finkel, mm-hmm. who is a former Miami Dolphin team member who's been unceremoniously let go and pissed on, is creepy as fuck. Although it does provide a clue that for some reason we need to go to the mental home. What was the connection here? It's because Ray, well, Ray Finkel, Ray, Ray Finkel went got institutionalized because uh, he went mad because he missed the kick or something. Mi- yeah. uh, exactly, and we should we should explain yeah. that uh, Ray Finkel is upset because the ball that was handed to him, and I don't know anything about American football, but it makes a difference if wasn't laces up. The laces are mm. uh, in one direction or another, and because the laces were out, Dan. He missed the kick. Right. I didn't understand any of that. Yeah. Something about, I guess, if the Touchdown? laces. Yeah. 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 Why okay. not? <laughs> sure. We're quickly en route to what I would describe as another bad scene, <laughs> or at least a tasteless scene. And that is the opening of the third act, in my opinion, and something I'd like my haiku to address the mental institution. <clears throat> a case cracking clue in an otherwise poor scene. Finkel. Is Ironhorn. Well, quite. So, first we go to the mental institution. Exactamente. Uh, and I don't know which part you were describing as tasteless, but there are quite a few. I think the whole thing. Uh, like- so, Jim Carrey <laughs> acts as a mentally ill person. Which Correct. he was always going to do. If you yeah. went to which a- which yeah. he's doing yeah. for the whole movie, but this is quite... It crosses a line, I think. Um, I'm not going to describe it. <laughs> No, you got to describe it. It, it happened. Well, well, just as I described it, he acts as a, a mentally um, dull person. Well, somebody, I think the the gag is that they are obsessed with football mm. and that they just never progressed and like they're yeah. just a bit crazy. And he's like wearing a ballerina tutu. Yeah, messed his hair up a little bit. He messed his hair up and like speaking with his tongue hanging out of his mouth. Yeah, and yeah, uh, just not. Bit much, I'm kind it? of uncomfortable to watch. Like. I can imagine how it was funny in 94, though, you know? Hilarious It's got 94. that 94 kind of humor. Yeah. I mean, this whole it. film has 94 written all over it, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, although there is one thing in this whole scene that I'd love to address, and I think it's one of the best scenes in the movie for me, where Ace Ventura goes in uh, reverse slow-mo when he's yeah. doing the slow-mo that's run. That's not bad. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. That yeah. acting, like, that is fucking awesome. Yeah. And he goes right to like the start of the scene when he starts <laughs> yeah. starts talking. I'm so impressed by yeah, that to that this was, day. Rewatching that, I was like, "Damn, that was really good." Yeah, good for you, JC. Yeah. So Melissa, our good friend Melissa, leads the professor or like the the mental doctor off for a mm. little bit, 
and Ace is ready to do some scrounging. So he goes into the lost and found <laughs> and finds Ray Finkel's box of belongings. Mm-hmm. And in that <laughs> Lucky <they were> box, <laughs> yeah. there is an article speaking about one missing hitchhiker, Lois Einhorn. So that was a stretch. <laughs> he just put two and two together. <laughs> yeah. Well, not quite. But we realize that, hmm, a bit strange. The name or the person Lois Einhorn has gone missing. Wonder if that'll come back. It does come back. Listen, pet dick. How would you like me to make your life a living hell? Well, I'm not really ready for a relationship, Lois. But thank you for asking. So Ace is thinking, how is Ray Finkel and Lois Einhorn connected? Roisin, any any thoughts? Ray Finkel. Well, you kind of gave it away in the haiku. <laughs> I was thinking that. That was quite a plot spoiling haiku. Yeah, that, as most good haikus are. Yeah, I'm, enjo- spoilers, I'm enjoying yeah. your uh, your haikus, but you know they one, are ruining the suspense. Yeah, yeah. Well, for any listeners who haven't had the pleasure of seeing the film, this is going to spoil it. I, just a little bit. I like to think that our listeners uh, intentionally. <laughs> save the film they, they listen to our analysis first before watching the movie well no, I, thought, I thought they do it in live <laughs> yeah. like, like trying to listen to like two things country. at once yeah, yeah it's like when you watch the wizard of oz with pink <laughs> floyd playing in the background <laughs> and they, they were trying to match it up. <laughs> <laughs> i got it i got it <laughs> well i've got a fucking shocker for anyone who doesn't know what's about to go down because there is a connection between lois einhorn and ray finkel and guess the fuck what Finkel is Einhorn. Einhorn is Finkel. Einhorn's a man. Oh, that's the most disgusting thing I've ever fucking heard in my life. Isn't that just fucked up? I kissed a man. I mean, it's so bad. So playing devil's advocate here, Jim Carrey's actually said in interviews after the fact that the reaction is intentionally so over the top that it can only be taken as a joke. Like Ace is such a man who's like kind of back in the 70s or 80s where he thinks it's so disgusting and like homosexuality or transsexuality is so fucked up mm. that that's his reaction. Like it's so extreme that it's like mm. funny. So, like it's, it's crazy how like yeah, serious he takes it. It's, God, it sounds like a bit of a get out. That, isn't yeah, it, it does. Yeah. And it's probably undone by the scene that follows <laughs> arguably one of the more transphobic scenes committed to film, but problematic, problematic. Let's get there with a haiku. Super Bowl Sunday. But Dan's hostage at the docks. Transphobia time. Now, quick question. In a haiku, can I use an apostrophe? Dan's? Is that just, that's still one? Mm, yeah, one? I, yeah, I feel yeah. like it's cheating a little bit, no? It's just implying possession. I think it's... All right, it's great. Yeah. I'm glad I've got your approval. Yeah, um, that's, that's implying... Yeah, as Rudy said. I feel like the Japanese just wouldn't use apostrophes. Famously anti-apostrophe people. In any situation, (laughs) even when it's not a conjunction. Especially in their poems. (laughs) But who's this object belong to? (laughs) I refuse to use the apostrophe. (laughs) We'll never know and we don't want to (laughs) know. There's no one can possess anything in in Japan. It's Japanese culture, man. (laughs) So yeah, this doc scene, I mean, just like that, the Lieutenant Lois Einhorn 
has just flipped a switch. I mean, she's always been quite intense, but mm. now she's this crazy, rage-filled, testosterone-producing... Well, Super Bowl Sunday, isn't it? ...person. <laughs> That's Sunday. right. Like, it brings back a lot she's of She's had a few Bud yeah. Lights. Like a PTSD. Deli- yeah. Delicious cerveza. Act three. Act three. Ace attends the docks. He knows that Dan's been kidnapped and he's probably there. And within, like, a minute, takes over the goons... And is just like owning the whole situation. Like, how is Ace such a superpower? He's like, he really is a pet dick. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, as 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 we said, uh, Ace knows Lois's little secret. Not and, so little, and not so little. Well, quickly, the rest of the police force is in the dock with them, and it is a Mexican standoff in Miami. A Miami standoff. A Miami standoff. Shoot him, Lois says. Shoot him. She's just deranged <laughs> in this. Deranged. Like she, her eyes are like popping out of her <laughs> exactly. head. Exactly. It's just such a turn. She's so deranged. But in about two seconds, we'll find out why. And Ace rips off her dress to prove one thing. Thanks that, to one Dan Marino. Well, it ain't there, is it? What he's looking for. But well, one he, Dan Marino. <laughs> it, but it's like gradual. He like, Correct, first of yes. all, he tries to rip her hair yeah. off thinking it's a wig then he rips her shirt off then he finally rips her tra- so she's literally just standing in her underwear which again i just found like oh so uncomfortable yeah i mean it's like played for laughs because she's a man but even for like a pre-op man right. that would be an extremely humiliating and like degrading oh yeah i mean like you wouldn't be able to do that to any person yeah (laughs) like it's really uncomfortable to watch great turn by dan marino by the way rudy i think you were raving about his performance hey your waist (laughs) come over here (laughs) (laughs) i put it like 50 takes (laughs) ace does come over here and dan points out captain winky hiding in the underpants of lois or should i say ray the man Ray Finkel. Just makes your stomach turn, doesn't it? Oh, it's it's disgusting. And just like that, the whole police force, as Rudy alluded to, is spitting. They've all kissed Lois, is, Girl, it is presumed. They've all kissed a man. Ugh, they've all yeah. kissed a disgusting Gross. man with a pair of testes. Mm. And that's hilarious. Well, I mean, it was, though, because think about, like, in the 90s. Remember we watched Dumb and Dumber a while ago? Uh-huh. And the whole, like, gay, uh, the gay thing was played right. up for laughs mm. there. It's just, it was just such a thing in the 90s of like, oh my God, gay people are funny and disgusting. Not only are they disgusting, they're hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hilarious and like terribly shameful. <laughs> as soon as the penis is revealed, the plot is almost wrapped. They get Dan back to the Super Bowl. That's his tradition. The dolphin, is, <laughs> the dolphin is whisked from the docks. Finally, it can be enclosed in a tiny little pool and do its Where tricks it for nobody. Yeah. And yeah. like, oh, thank God that yeah. Ace, who loves animals, is yeah. helping Ace, to re- Ace the pet dick had very kind of odd, like yeah. skewed morals. Re-enslave yeah. a dolphin, <laughs> like, <laughs> one of the smartest animals there is. I oh, know. I'm, I'm just in it for the money. <laughs> I'm in it for Melissa. Who's Melissa? Ah, no sacks, tits. <laughs> ah, serious. <laughs> serious. No sacks, serious. <laughs> oh wait, the one without the dick. <laughs> <laughs> And that brings us, I think, quite nicely to our final... Closing haiku. Haiku. Lovely. Dan and Dolphin saved. While Ace weirdly gets the girl, time for the sequel. Nice. Finn. Finn Finn. was included. 
Finn, well, no, I would be over my limit with Finn, but Mm -hmm. Finn was added after the fact by me there. Lovely haiku in there, Jeff. Ah, Donata, thank you. Thank you. That was a real unexpected treat. And uh, it reminded me, and hopefully Rudy, you know, we need to pull our socks up sometimes with this podcast. Well, I'm glad someone is. Do do something a bit outside (laughs) of the box. We just want to keep our one listener guessing. Next time I'm going to do, I'm going to thrust in the form of an interpretive dance. For our listeners. It'll be terrible for a podcast. (laughs) But it'll be great for us to witness live. It'll be 50 minutes of silence. (laughs) (laughs) No, and just this. Followed by the review on Rotten Tomatoes. (laughs) Just quickly, did you guys watch When Nature Calls? Of course. Obviously. The the rhino scene. Obviously, you fucking idiot. (laughs) Um, Loved it. Yeah, I love it as well. I mean, it's probably worse on a Uh rewatch, just like this one was. But yeah, yeah, it's it's the rhino scene, isn't it? Just like this for me was like the slow-mo scene. There's always Mm. one performance piece or one bit, even on the rewatch when there are problems... And this is probably true of most Jim Carrey films that I can always pinpoint and be like, Jim, you fucking nailed that. I, I feel like I think about the rhino scene <laughs> like, at least once every couple of months. Yeah, it just comes. It's, it's just firmly back. there ingrained in my brain. It's just carved into my neural pathways. <laughs> like it really made an impression of me mm. as a child. So what did this get on Rotten Tomatoes? 43%. Oh, no way. Mm. Is it something like that? Right. 47, excuse me. Can I tell you my fact of the podcast i'm ready for it rick moranis turned down the role of ace ventura do you Thank know who God. rick moranis is that perennial nerd from yeah the, the 90s. perennial nerd yeah mm. the um honey i shrunk the kids, the kids yes yeah. which by the way we should do that and which i think i read is coming to netflix in some form honey i shrunk the kids yes. like as a as a tv a show i didn't Prestige actually read drama. the whole thing but oh my God. in some form Somehow, oh, okay, nice. the crazy more... bastards in Netflix are bringing it back. <laughs> and the crazy they're bastards actually shrinking, who shrunk They're the actually kids. shrinking kids. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, a re- it's, a re- it's a reality show. Yeah. <laughs> who will survive? Yeah. <laughs> what Rick is the host. Yeah. Yeah. And he squishes the kids that don't yeah. cut it. He's got the most experience having been in a film <laughs> where that plot happened. Yeah. <laughs> I was always more of a honey, I blew up the kid. Um, ah, yeah. Girl. yeah. I mean, that for me was like Weekend at Bernie's too. I've never Just seen either. Unnecessary. Guys. No, I know. Guys, yeah. stop the podcast Let's right now. Let's put um, Honey, I Shrunk of the Kids on this potty. I and that would be great. Weekend at Bernie's. Yeah. yeah, I think we've spoken about Weekend at Bernie's a little bit. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. That's not going I'm on there. So <laughs> I'm interested. Isn't there a part where one of them is like in a bowl of Cheerios? And like That's right. Yeah, it's hanging <laughs> on stuck like a in a ring. Cheerio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> HDS, sir. And how are you this afternoon? All righty then. Out of five, how many blowjobs through the fly would you give it? <laughs> how many rewards? <laughs> how many rewards? I mean, zero with that through as the, the rain through system. The, the <laughs> you don't like that one? Okay, we can go. We can go something else. Yeah, maybe something uh, else. Uh, something more uh, how, how, how many sack solos? <laughs> al- albino pigeons. How many what? Albino pigeons. Albino pigeons. Do you remember the very last scene where he tries to run after the albino pigeon oh. that flies into the stadium, which is the closing gag? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's just one. I give it one out of one. (laughs) Full simple marks. Okay, so how many how many people are on an American football team? We can do that. Twenty five. Let's say twelve. 
Okay. Let's say 10 for keeping the Yeah, ten, let's say 10. The 10 system. So as we all know, there are 10 people on an American football let's team. Let's do a mixed indoor netball team. Okay, agreed. <laughs> That's probably 10. I'd give this five players. Okay, Rudy? Uh, so how many is there? 12. Let's or say 10. 10. 10. Um, <laughs> for the convenience of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, for symmetry. I'd probably give it a five as well. A five. Um, a hard one, five. I'm going to give it a five. A five. Isn't did that did nice you enjoy it? All synchronized. I because I, I, I watched yeah. this with Rudy live, and I, I saw I his disdain. Like I think I think <laughs> I think I enjoyed it not as much as I enjoyed it as a kid. Obviously, um, yes, yes. I but like it was an all right watch. Mm. Yeah, I it was a five. A shruggable five. Yeah, it was a five. I mean, it's. It was no liar, liar. It's purely five on Jim Carrey. And you could say this about a lot of Jim Carrey films, but he makes it or breaks it. Mm. And here he makes it happen, you know. He makes it work for what it is. He does, yeah. But it's like not, it's not the best story. And there are so many problematic parts Mm. that it's like, it's a bit icky. It's It's a a bit icky. It's It's an icky movie. Excuse me. I'd like to ask you a few questions. Well, we'll be back with another potty. Another Jim Carrey crazy madcap wild journey of a vehicle. (laughs) It's got everything. Holy Uh, shit. Yeah. Maybe it'll be the number 23. You never know. Got to wait to find out. Stay tuned. Ciao. Ciao. Jim Carrey is... Do not go in there. Woo! Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Yes! 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 Okay, the rhino scene, it makes me laugh to this.